Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and good morning, Femi. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Glad I- to be here. Oh my God, dude! I got I got to give you kudos here. You, the way you write, the way you allow your imagination to put pictures inside our our imaginations—it's not magic. You're just listening to the universe move through you. That is a beautiful description. We should swap jobs, mate. <laughs> I'm with you on that thought. You know, let's go there for a moment because I'll tell you what, through through Nidra, which is a form of meditation, I can really relate with this book because it is about making things grow forward and helping them without challenging them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's, it's interesting, that, isn't it? I mean, what, what I've done with the, the world that I've described in the book, um, I mean, I guess for, for background, for, for some of the listeners, you know, the... It follows a couple of teenagers, and, and one is a kid named six, is Esso, 16 year old, years old. Um, and he, in the process of running to catch the bus to school, um, sees a kid about to get run over and pushes him out of the way um, and gets hit himself and knocked out, not just out of consciousness, but out of reality as we know it, and into this place called the upper world. Um, so to, to, to your point, mate, I think it's, it's interesting because I use the upper world to describe time the way that physics describes it. Um, and so on the one hand, you have this physics visual that I provide in the book, um, but it really also relates to very deeply human um, psychological experiences. And so it doesn't surprise me at all when you, when you mention meditation, because he literally is unconscious and in this place where he can see the past, present, and future all at the same time. He can step in them as he wishes. Um, unfortunately, he sees one bad vision in the future um, at the end of the night, which he realizes he has to figure out how to prevent um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the, it brings it full circle a bit. D- doesn't it also serve as an invitation for readers to say, hey, look, I, I realize that you've, you've something in your past has become a burden, but you can learn from this book and, and, and learn to grow with the process. Absolutely. Um, that's, a, that's a beautiful point you make, because I think that was one of the, the things I struggled with is, is what am I trying to say ultimately mm-hmm. with this book about time? you tend to have two camps of people when it comes to these kinds of issues. You have the camp that say, you know, just think about the future and forget about the past, just move forward. And then you have the other camp who say, no, we are products of our future. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) products of our past. Um, We're products of our past and we have to look at that and address that as well. And I think my answer has always been, it's not an either or thing. Like both, both camps are obviously right to me, at least. <laughs> um, and so time, time travel provides the perfect vehicle to explore that, right? With the, the future representing hope, but also fear. And the past representing uh, nostalgia, but also regret. Um, and so 
there's so many different ways that you can play with that. But I really did want to just send that message across. Um, you know, the, again, the, the, the titular character is a, the main character is a 16-year-old boy who, who goes through some difficult stuff. And I, I'd gone through some issues very similar to what he experienced mm-hmm. in my own life. Um, and there's this thing where you kind of need to move forward, but every once in a while it requires you to, to look back with compassion before you can take that step in the now to go forward. I, I got to ask you about when you were putting the words down in paragraphs, which became pages and stuff like that, did, did you have music playing in the background? Because there, there's a melodic flavor to the way that you place words in formation. That's incredibly insightful. Yeah, I, I absolutely did. Um, throughout, I had music. I mean, so I wrote, wrote a lot of this in the UK, um, but also in, in Africa as well. And so in the end, when even when we came to making the audio book, um, which has some great narrators on it, by the way. You've got a couple of Hollywood actors, Tom, Tom Mucci and Ruche Opia. Um, and we decided to put original uh, instrumentals to the audiobooks. We've got a drill beat. I don't know if you heard of drill music that's big in, in the UK. Um, and then also Afrobeats um, instrumentals to the back of it. But it absolutely did influence it. Um, there's a great quote by Zadie Smith where she said, you know, one of the reasons why um, books aren't necessarily as big in certain communities is because um, music has almost taken the place of it as a storytelling vehicle um, with books not having seen certain communities as much. And so for me, yeah, it was just like, how do we take the best of that world and that spirit and, and view it in the pages? Because I think there is something to be said for the format of a book where you can go deeper. It, are you a daily writer? And the reason why is because you're a great storyteller. And, and daily writers experience things that others would rather push away. And you seem to put a lot of stuff in this that's very relatable. A daily writer? What is that? In, in other words, a journal. You're keeping a journal. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I, I, I'm not as consistent as I should be, but I do keep a journal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just insane how much clarity comes out as you just start writing with that pen. And it doesn't need to be pretty, um, but it's incredibly insightful. And I do find that, yeah, it's funny when you're writing how your subconscious has a way of slipping into what you produce. (laughs) So true. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I think so, it probably linked it. So how much trust do you put into stream thinking? In other words, it's like, okay, my fingers are going to do the work, but I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to be in the front row of what's about to happen. Yeah, it, it, it's a combination of both. And if anything, I think I need to get back to putting more faith in stream thinking. I'm writing my, my, my second book now, yeah. um, the sequel for The Upper World. Um, and I've been a bit more heady about it, a bit more structured and planny. Um, and in some ways, it's been helpful because it'll save me in terms of the number of drafts. But um, I need to get a bit more into just trusting my fingers to let the story go where it needs to go. Because yeah. um, your subconscious is just exponentially more powerful than your conscious mind. But it is helpful to have a map. And so, yeah, I, I definitely am not one of these people who says you shouldn't plot at all. Femi, did you go through a what I, what I call a, a, a fermenting period? In other words, you got the story out there, but you set it aside and came back as the reader. That's a good question. Uh, um, I did, but it was quite short, yeah. probably like three months. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like three months. I finished the second, first and second draft. I sent out to a couple mates, um, and I just let gave them some time to read it, and I tried my best not to open it up for that whole period um, just because it's so easy to get lost in the source. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you just need that distance. It's like anything in life. I mean, it's the same way that's easier to 
give advice about someone else's life than it is to give yourself that advice. Um, I think it's the same thing when it comes to creative work. you got to get that distance a bit. Oh my god, it's going to be so much fun to watch you grow. Oh my god, I just cannot wait to watch your your future just just blossom, that. dude. I appreciate that. I really do. I really do. Please come back to the show anytime in the future, fam, because the door is always going to be open for you. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I really appreciate it. I'd, I'd love to be back. All right, man. Will you be brilliant today, okay? I shall. Cheers, man.